Who raised you? Crime? Mistakes? And these motherfucking bitches? Y'all comedians know you've been biting the hate no TK on. shit for too long. TK. Motherfucking TK. Yeah. TK said, bit of bridge and got over it. Want the spot, but he holding it. You control, he controlling it. This shit clay, he just molding it. Had to beat all of them cases. Change all of they faces. Who raised you motherfuckers? They ain't think I was gonna make it. Keep it G to a G. It's always me versus me. Never me versus him. Cause I can't be like them. Said Latham put me on hold. But this ain't glitter, it's gold. How you gonna say no? And you don't really know who raised you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkland Show. You know, I always bring some of the most greatest people on earth. And this happens to be a young lady who had just been doing phenomenal things for 15 years. And we took a hiatus for a minute, and we're back, and we're going to come at you strong um, about getting your stuff together, your credit, your mental peace, and all that. We have the great Cheryl Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. So get your pens, a piece of paper, and um, we're going to come at you hard because we are in a, a situation where um, a lot of you guys, credit is not good. You, you fell on hard times, and you, you, you start to get back on top of your feet one by one, one day at a time. And if you want to make it a little faster, this is the young lady with the experience and the grind. Because like I tell you, when you walk in somewhere, say, um, Cheryl Anderson's going to call you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. What you been up to, babe? Working. Oh, my gosh. This pandemic got me super busy, got the company super busy. So we just wanted to make sure that, you know, we're providing a bunch of information for people. So I've been grinding, working, and, you know, just making sure I don't miss a beat during this time. Right, right. Now, has the pandemic set you guys back in any kind of way or is really just taking it to another level? It actually has not. In fact, even our founders were shocked to see that we broke records. We had, since the pandemic started, since people, so many people have been out of work, we've had over 100,000 new clients come into our business because they see now, yeah, they see now that it takes more than just either one job, one source of income. They see now that credit got to be right because we can't come out of this pandemic the same way we came in. So we literally been breaking record really since like April. Okay, now how does credit help you get out of this pandemic a little better? Uh, explain to the people. So first of all, yeah, so, you know, one of the main things that everybody knows is that we got to stay six feet apart, right? Mm-hmm. And so with the social distancing, we're also not, you know, now that the restaurants are opening, we can't touch menus. We want to stay clear from contact with people and items, you know. So you go into a restaurant now and you got a QR code that you got to use your phone to look at a menu to also pay, right? Mm-hmm. So now what if you don't have money on your debit card? And your mm. credit is so bad that you don't have a credit card. So now they're not taking cash because they don't trust you. They don't want to touch you. Mm-hmm. So we gotta, you know, we gotta think of it from that perspective. What are we gonna do if it's a cashless society? What are we gonna do if they only want you to use a card? 
So we got to put people in position to not only have a card, but have enough to, if they want to go get something to eat, or even if they just want to go get the essential things they need from home. You got to have debit card money. You got to have credit money. And most people in our communities are dealing with the fact, right, that they don't have credit. So we're in a bad position. It's a bad position. And so, that is so yeah. true. That's and one of the main things, right? Right. And I've had credit cards so long, I never even would have thought about it like that. You, you understand what I'm saying? But it's really, really true. Uh-huh. Like, if you don't have your credit card, your ass could be, you could be really in a bad situation. Yep. Yep. It's, it's bad out here. I, I went to one of my favorite restaurants around the corner from my house, and um, he's like, just use the menu, the QR code. I'm like, Whoa, so how do I pay? He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're going to pay the same way. <laughs> I was like, man. That is crazy. What's your call? So, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is to what we're telling you. you. If you don't have a credit card, Cheryl Anderson can help you. If you don't have a debit card, to explain to you how to get a debit card. So all my people running around with cash in their pocket, what she's saying to you is we gotta, we want y'all to beat the curve before it happens because it's going to happen. We're, and if you notice, money is becoming less and less noticeable when you travel, when you are in restaurants. I see so many people pulling out credit cards. Now, I was doing my research, and I noticed that with your company, how can you guys um, lower your auto insurance? So not only is the auto insurance based on where you live, if it's a gated community, you know, what you got on your car for security, it's also based on your credit. Mm, okay. um, and so I personally, I have my two sons both drive sports cars. They're under 24. They're 24 mm-hmm. and 23. And because we all have great credit, my insurance is very low. They do better being on, on my insurance. But if we had bad credit, that sports car, and having them being, you know, 24 and 23, the rates would be very high. So people got to understand it's not just about can you get a credit card. It's everything. It Everything is based on credit. So mm-hmm. you can live in a gated community, in a garage, cover it up with a cloth every night, and still have high insurance because your credit is low. And I thought when you was in your 50s, right, that your credit would be, I mean, not your credit, your car insurance would be low, but if you got an expensive car, they don't care. No. And no. my whole life, I was saying, I can't wait to get in my 50s because my car insurance is going to be low. Yeah. yeah. If your credit is low, it's going to be just like you 24 again. <laughs> wow. But, you know, thank sad. God I have, I have excellent credit. But believe it or not, and I hate to share that with everybody, I truly thought as I got older, my car insurance would be cheap because I'm an AARP member. <laughs> Oh wow, <laughs> that sounds crazy. <laughs> I'm a, you know, and I'm proud to be an AARP member. A lot of people, a lot of people don't make it to be in this league. You're right. You better say that. You know, but I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, though. Uh huh. 
because I'm glad you brought that up, though, because so many people don't get that. You know, they just think of the basic stuff, my car, my, you know, can I get a, can I get a car, can I get a car, can I get an apartment, and then after that, it's tunnel vision. No, everything, they're going to check it. They're going to, and I'm like, you know, it's, it's kind of unfair. It's like if you got bad credit because of situations happen, not necessarily neglect, it doesn't mean that you're going to hit something. It doesn't mean that you're going to drive erratically. It, you know what I mean? So they punish right. you for having less than perfect credit, even on your driving, your insurance. And, uh, yeah, so I have to explain this to a lot of people because they're like, no, I'm good. I got a good job. Oh, what about your insurance rate? Check that out. Right, right. That is so true. And to buy a car, if you're talking about cars, you know, to buy a car to have good mm-hmm. credit is one of the most magical things you can ever experience in your life. It's magical. It is. Because you can go in with a T-shirt on, pair of jeans. (laughs) They're looking at you like you ain't got nothing. And then you you sit down, you give them your Social Security number, and they see this amazing credit score. Mm -hmm. And they let you take the vehicle. Listen, you 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 talking my language now. I actually called when I wanted to get me a new car. I called Audi, and I said, this is who I am. This is what I want. And in less than an hour, I was at the Audi dealership pointing out which one I want, and they passed me a glass of champagne. Mm-hmm. Right. And ladies and gentlemen, even if you have a horrible credit for now, the goal in life is like, and I always going to give Nipsey this love on this because we, we put it on the universe. This is a marathon. It's not about right. what you can do today. It's about starting today and take it every day to build to your dream and you know that you have a plan. That's what this is about. People, what I find out, my fans and people who listen to me, they think success came in one day. Or in one week, not knowing that it's a marathon. A lot of people don't know that the, most of the percentage of your millionaires happen in what age group, do you think, Ms. Anderson? Millionaires in our age group, once we yeah. get over 40, because right. they've been it's, grinding for years? It's usually in your 60s. Most millionaires, most people become millionaires in the early 60s. Now, when you see the ball players, ladies and gentlemen, basketball, rappers, totally different scenario. Talent plays a big part. Being gifted mm-hmm. plays a big part. But if you take all of them out of the equation, back in the day when I was coming up, most of your success came from older people. That's how come they were very distinguished. They respected money. And when the game changed with rap, and all these young kids is getting money at a young age, and when they start allowing ball players come out of high school, going to the NBA, you found more young people being successfully, more money in the community, and it just looks good. And then you have social media that people get on here, whether they're hustling, doing crime, or whatever, glossing about money. It gives the perception of, oh, I need it now, and it takes away your dream, ladies and gentlemen. But you, but you gotta mm-hmm. apply yourself. 
you know. And one of the most important things is, is trades and skills to have a job to pay for your credit. See, we're talking uh-huh. about credit too, right? But you got to have a job to pay you. You know, because what what you're providing out here is not free. So you have to um, put yourself in a position to get a job. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you got to get a job. you got to find ways to get yourself together. Some of y'all may not be in great situations. Some of y'all are in great situations. But the people who are not in great situations, your goal is try to get on your feet as much as you can. I know some people don't make the kind of money they think they should be making, but always keep this in the back of your head that I have to get good credit to move forward because it's an awesome feeling. It really is when you have good credit uh-huh. and you can do certain things. It really is, you know, and I want everybody to start feeling that even if it takes a lifetime, you know, tired of being able to get approved. So what else I wanted to ask you, too, Ms. Anderson. Here we go. Hold on. Now, how do you remove negative credit, and how long does it take on their um, credit report? So despite what many people think, a lot of people think that they have to write long emotional letters, you know, my auntie did that, and I didn't know my ex-husband did this to my credit. It's not based on that. Let's okay. make that clear. It's based on the law, and the law states, the Fair Credit Reporting Act states that anything that is erroneous, inaccurate, or obsolete must be removed from the credit report. This law was passed in 1971. We're talking about almost 50 years ago. Right. And we don't know. I didn't even know, and I've been in real estate now 17 years. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. So now if you look at your credit report and you see aliases, unless you're running from the law, why do you have an alias listed on your credit? That's right. errors. That's inaccuracies. If you um, if you had an account with a, a school that closed down or a company that closed down, who do you owe? Nobody. That's an mm-hmm. obsolete file. So here mm-hmm. we are with years of items sitting on your credit weighing it down because the seven to ten years is really a myth. It mm-hmm. stays on much longer than that. But you got all the errors, all the inaccurate information, closed down businesses still holding you accountable? No, the right. law says it has to come off. And so that's why it's not even necessary to talk about what you've been through, who did what. Just look at what the law says. It's black and white, period. Take it off. Don't fix it. Take it off. In fact, Equifax and Experian has my first name spelled completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I did everything it said. I did. I opened up that student loan. I didn't pay Capital One. I did not pay, you know, Macy's. I didn't do any of it. Mm-hmm. That's me. But my name is spelled wrong. So now we leveraged the law to remove these things off. And legally, they can never come back. So we don't even have that problem about, well, is it going to ever come back? It can't. Legally, it can't. And because we use all credit attorneys and credit professionals, if anything even tries to come back on the credit report, we got them that's going to jump on it, and you could end up getting compensation because it cannot legally come back. So, like, literally, we got all bases covered, and it's all based on the law. No emotions. Take this mess off and let me go on about my business. 
Yeah, I had got a letter in the mail. Um, I have a place in New York, too. And years ago, somebody had opened up an AT&T phone bill. And here's the thing. They have my address, but the Social Security number is wrong. So when I uh-huh. called the company, I said, hey, I got this bill. I, I never ran a phone bill up to $2,000-something. Never. And um, I said, matter of fact, I dealt with this over 20 years ago, and I said, I see what y'all have done. Somebody has bought this debt. Another company has bought this uh-huh. debt, and y'all think that I forgot about it, and y'all try to tiptoe behind me. I said, but it's the wrong Social Security number. So the company says, send this information. I sent it in. I called a week later. I never got anything late. They said, oh, that's a dispute thing. Whoever you spoke to, that was wrong. I'm sending you out this um, fraud package, and I'll send it to your other home. I still haven't received it yet. So what we'll do oh. is I'll give you my information so you can take that thing off for me. That would be a good example. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, I need that off. And my credit is awesome. So I, I don't want to have nothing but my credit. I know I that's right. With my credit. Okay. You should because it, it takes work. And just know they have 30 to 45 days to take it. Once we give that to them, we give them 30 to 45 days to remove it. So typically people start seeing things come off within that amount of time. The mm-hmm. maximum average is three to six months for things to be gone and you're able to go, you know, and, and apply for things and actually get it. What's also important is to know that if, like me, when everything was removed from my credit, I had nothing positive. So right. we offer secure cards that will help restore the credit, up, you know, and increase the credit score. It's not based on credit. It's only based on the deposit. And mm-hmm. if somebody is renting, they can add that to their credit report because that's going to also increase their credit score, showing a positive trade line. And so it's important to know that, like you said, it is a marathon. We took years to screw it up. we got to be patient to improve it. But the law is behind us at all times. I like so that. Yeah. Mine particularly, it took three and a half months for my score to go up 250 points. I started off at a 504. I'm selling houses, and I couldn't even buy one. It was bad. That's great. But my credit is awesome, you know. So I think it went down maybe a couple because of they put this on June 8th, and I pretty much have everything I have, and I have I have companies. So if I have if I wanted to buy anything, I put things through my corporation. But other than mm-hmm. that, I just the kind of person that I am. When I saw that, it was really had me upset a little bit because I, I really take pride in my credit. I'm like, glad it makes you upset. <laughs> I said, these motherfuckers. Because you know one of my dreams? You're going to laugh. I never wanted to leave this earth and have fucked up credit. Right. I'm one of those kind of people. Right. right. When I leave here, I need to know my motherfucking credit was awesome. When I leave here and people walk in my homes, I want them to say, damn, this nigga's living like a king. <laughs> that's, just, that's just me. Yeah. I just That's what I want. So when I leave my home all the time, the bed's got to be made. Everything has to be clean. Because what people don't realize, you may not make it back. 
Yeah, that's facts. Especially in this world as we're living in it now. It, uh, way before this, though. <laughs> yep. I, even now, so, but yeah. Yeah, I've been like this my whole life because I had to deal with death ever since I was 11 years old. So when right. people go through their mothers dying and fathers and friends, I was dealing with this at 11. And my mother, my fathers, and um, my brothers were all deceased before I was 40. So wow. it's just me. So I had to deal with those things through my whole life. But what I've learned through life is just those little things. I want everything to be in order. So my next question for you, beautiful, is Anderson. Is, hold on. Get right to this real quick. Um Are you still putting people in positions to work for you? Work with me, I am. I am. Yeah, to work Absolutely. with you, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're, we want more people that want to help more people as well as their own families. Um, and to your point about making sure everything is in order, we got kids looking at us, watching us, emulating us, mm-hmm. you know, so – we want people that want to, that really want to change their life and the full trajectory of their life so that their family, their kids can come up, you know, in a winning situation. So all we want is somebody to say, you know what, I'm not happy with my situation as it is. I'm not happy with my credit. I'm not getting paid what I'm worth on my job, and I want more. That's it. The company mm-hmm. provides six ways that we get paid, um, and so my job, Probably 95% of my days are uh, spent helping my team build their business so that they can say, my credit used to be bad. Now it's amazing. I can walk in anywhere I want to and get whatever I need and want. Mm. I want to help people do that. So, yeah, we're all, all across the country. We're in Guam. We're in Virgin Islands. We're in Puerto Rico. So right. there's no limits. And I see you get paid weekly by direct deposit or check for qualified agent. Mm-hmm. You could be your own boss, work when you want, no background checks, but you must meet qualification, qualifications. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Anderson will um, give you that information. And we're not done yet, but well, let me say this. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want the business opportunity, reach out to my friend at the Cheryl Anderson, um, the real Cheryl Anderson, T-H-E-R-E-A-L-S-H-E-R-R-E-L-L, Anderson, all right? And that's a capital S, capital R, capital A, because we're going to be doing this for a while, and we're going to get people, you know, I've always said one week at a time and one person at a time, but we're going to get it done. Now, I'm looking at this thing. It says if your credit score starts with a 3, 4, 5, or 6, explain that. Those are the low credit scores, correct? Those are the low credit scores, yeah. Okay. So, so back, <laughs> back in the day, a 620 was great. You could buy a great house and all that with not many requirements. Now, yeah. um, it's, it's still poor. So 300 is the lowest score. Um, 400, 500, 600. Now, when you get towards 700, that's when you is literally listed as good on the report 
on the reporting scale. It's not even showing as great or amazing. It just shows good at 700. Wow. Um, what this pandemic, yep, and what this ha- pandemic has done is require more. So where you used to, like, for instance, used to be able to buy a house at 620, mm-hmm. that requirement now is 680 because people have lost so many jobs and don't have the income. They've right. added extra requirements even like the day of, the day before closing, and if you fail to meet those requirements, then you're booted out. You got to start over. You got to, you know, do whatever the those um, conditions are. So credit between three hundred and six hundred has to get improved. And it's so funny because when you look at what causes credit to be to go down, it's five different ways. But one in particular is how you're actually paying your credit. Mm-hmm. So if you get mad at your creditor and you don't pay it for a month or two, your credit score can drop over 100 points. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell people, don't matter how you feel about that creditor, they're still winning. You got to do what's best for you. Just pay it. Be pissed off, but pay it because your credit score dropped. I had a uh, matter of fact, I was out in Vegas. I got a timeshare and I hated it. And I didn't pay it. My score dropped 115 points. I had to mm. get my mind right real quick. I paid right. it and and pay, make sure it's on time every month, even though I don't like it, just because it's worth it to me that my credit don't drop. I'll right. pay it a little bit of money so that my credit can stay high. And, and so that's the biggest. That's like 35 percent. I'm sorry to interrupt. And I remember years ago, mm-hmm. right? And I've always had a lot of money, but I really didn't respect credit. I remember somebody calling me to say, you got this bill. I said, I'm rich. I don't need no fucking credit. Like, I was talking mad shit. (laughs) And it took me years to understand how powerful credit is. Even though I was saying I had money, you still got to have credit. Yeah. Because what I hate is hypocritical employers. And this ain't what I mean. I hate, because this is how I think now. You're going to laugh. I hate for someone to call me to pay a bill, and I know your ass got somebody looking for you. So you you go to work. (laughs) (laughs) You go to work like you better than a motherfucker, right? (laughs) And you calling me to pay my bill, but motherfucker, you got the link for shit out there. Like anybody (laughs) that works for a credit company to have good-ass credit. Because I think it's fucking horrible that you get up from 8 to 5 o'clock and call people, and you know you ain't pay your shit. That's funny. Right. That's funny. That That is so, but it's true. Yeah. Don't call me if your shit ain't paid. (laughs) You got to call me like, yo, look, all my credit is good, dog. You know, this is why I'm calling you. I, I want to see you win. But if you doing better than me, you should quit your job. Today. <laughs> Today. Don't call me and your your your, your shit is bad. That's funny as hell. Right. That's funny. So now I know It's funny too. there because I used to be I used to be one of those people. I used to be a bill collector about twelve, fifteen years ago. Right. That's the job that I lost when I got when uh 
when I got sick way, way up back in the day. But it's right. funny because I was like, man, I guess my phone going to ring next because I got bad credit too. Right. Right. Now, side note, I'm looking at Louis Farrakhan and Revolt. And they had to bring a chair up there for him to sit down. I was like, Lord, I hope you don't fall out like DL did a couple of weeks ago. Oh, man. He, he, is he sick, too? No, no, no. He's not sick, but he had to sit down for a second. Oh. I guess he couldn't stand up too long. God bless everybody. Too well, bad we gotta get on. Yeah, at least I found it. So here's my question. Now, what is your direction towards helping single moms? Like, single moms... Single moms, it's no special thing for them. It's just the single moms, you just want to make sure. You want to make sure they know, I see you. I see what you do. Okay. The government okay. does two and three jobs, you know. I just strongly believe that two and three jobs is for two and three people. Right. And when you have a single mom that got, you know, one, two, however many children, they doing all of that and missing out on a lot of time for their own kids. Um, that she just gets home enough to cook dinner, put them to bed, and some of them go back to another job. And so I want people, I want them to know we see you, we celebrate you, and we want to do something more for you so that you can be recognized and be able to live your life on purpose because ain't nothing harder for a mom. Um, than to miss out on accomplishments that their kids have because either they can't afford it or they can't take off work to be there. Mm-hmm. Now, was so, you have a single mom coming up, Ms. Anderson? I've never been a single mom myself, but I can tell you, um, you know, my husband and I, we've been, we've been together for a long time, and our daughter's 31 years old. She awesome. is a single mom. Okay. She's raising my three-year-old grandson, and um, I see her struggle. She's with, you know, she's with the department, the um, uh, police department, and uh, she works a lot of hours, early right. in the morning, sometimes late at night. And it takes a whole family to make sure that my grandson is taken care of because she's a single mom. He's not there. Right. And so, nice. that's you know, that's right in my own, you know, my own family. So, when I see other when I see other women out there making it happen and they smiling, you know, but they they're they're hurting inside. I mm-hmm. want to recognize them. That's awesome. Now, what is the goal with you and your company now moving forward? How are you guys going to do conferences to? Because you know, I think when people see you too and and hear you, yeah. it has a lot to help people. So, what are you guys planning on doing to? to keep that out there? Excellent question. Uh, Yeah, COVID shut us all the way down physically um, in person, but we've been doing Zoom webinars like literally every day. We've been rocking those things out. And it's easier for people because they don't have to travel. They're in their car, in their home, at work with their Mm -hmm. earphones in and they're able to see the same information that they would if they were in person. Um, and this this way actually has allowed us to get even further, uh, even further reach. So we're not, you know, just seeing people that's local. We're all over the place. We did a, a webinar last night at 11 o'clock. I uh, presented, and we had people in Hawaii, people in, in St. Croix that was mm-hmm. on. 
that I wouldn't have met if we were here locally. So I'm not even mad about that. You know, I would love, I can't wait to get out and shake hands and meet people again. But until that happens, we're on Zoom webinars, and we have them multiple times a day. Um, even, like I said, the last one is at 11 o'clock Eastern time at night. So we're making sure all bases are covered so nobody is missing anything. Now, how can they find your webinar? How can they do that? So on my website, com is my website, and on there is a way to set up uh, a meeting with me one-on-one, um, or you can set up a Zoom so, like, for instance, if someone says, like, a real estate agent, you know, they know that I'm a realtor and how many people I'm helping to get into homes, they say, you know, I want to set up a Zoom um, presentation for myself and my broker. And so they can set all of that up on my website, SherelleAnderson.com. Right. Okay, that's awesome. Now, I see that, you know, you deal with student loans, evictions, repossessions, tackling child supports, inquiries, inquiries rather, uh, medical bills, bankruptcies, foreclosure, and other obsolete, erroneous, um, derogatory items. Hmm. Okay, so let's take, um, how do you help with the student loans since down with the student loans if regardless of what happens, you got to pay that back? So student loans are interesting. In some cases you do. But a lot of cases we found that the student loans have been duplicated so many times over and over and over again. Um, there's people that had, one lady had 32 student loan um, items on her credit report. She only went to school for four years. So they just kept selling it and selling it over and over again. And so um, in her case, she's only going to pay back what she actually owes, not what the credit report shows. See, the okay. credit reporter make her look like her debt-to-income ratio is way going crazy. But once those things are removed, it only shows what she actually owes. And if, if that, even if that is showing negative, that can go too. All the negatives are removed. In the background, though, she wants to, you know, you want to take care of that obligation. But most cases, this thing is gone. Mine in particular, I had a credit, I had a student loan on my credit for 27 years. Mm-hmm. I was 17 years old when I got the student loan, and the school closed before I even got certified. <laughs> but it's it, literally, that's obsolete. It's gone. Who am I going to pay? And right. I didn't even know the law was on my side all these years. I mean, I'm about to be 48 years old, and I'm like, who am I going to pay? So when I started with this company right at three years ago now, it came off in 45 days. So I'm not, I don't have anybody to pay it back to. So that's why it's, it's kind of like it's many variables when it comes to student loans. But just understand, y'all, student loans are no different than a medical bill, no different than a collection, no different than a past due account. It's all handled based on the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So I know it sounds scary, but it's really not. It's no different. And because student loans are handled so um, carelessly, they come off really quick, and I've seen that happen time and time again. So, yes, student loans can be removed. That's awesome. Anything. Child support can be removed. Bankruptcy awesome. can be removed. Now, explain to Everything. people about how child support can, can be removed. So, ladies and gentlemen, still make sure you're paying for your child support, right? But it's a big ding on your credit when it's late, not paid, or if they reporting it wrong. 
so child support can be removed off your credit because that can prevent them from getting jobs mm-hmm. or to take care of the things that they have to take care of anyway. So even though they can be removed, you definitely want to make sure those obligations. That's my that's my little fine print. Make sure those obligations are taken care of. But, yeah, get that off your credit. Anything that's hindering you from moving forward in positive credit world, you want to take it off of your credit legally. So here's my question, right? So you have um, child support on your credit. You may be a month, two months behind. So that affects your credit uh-huh. score. It does. Now, how do you get that off your credit? The same way. So so when you're reporting, anything that's being reported is keyed in by a human, right? Humans right. make errors. And so the same way, we leverage the fact that somebody made an error. They thought your name had an O in it, but that was actually an A. Take it off. Mm-hmm. They gave your address. At one one Main Street, but your address is one fifteen Main Street. Take it mm-hmm. off. Okay. So the little errors that they make, you know, and what's so funny is that um, they're not even in America. One of the one of the credit bureaus is in Argentina, and so they can't even call and verify if they're keying in the accurate number. They can't even call and verify if what they see is right. They just put it in as they think, and that's how it ends up messed up on your credit report. Okay. Okay, that's crazy. All right, because I, be, I think I might be one month behind, but I did it on purpose, though. I think for like doing <laughs> it. Yeah. Now, uh, how about eviction? Yep, take it off. And you know what was... My daughter had an eviction on her credit when she was in college. The the uh, dorms that she was in, they were just drug trafficking. I mean, it was just a whole lot going on. And you, was you about to say left. drug trafficking? Yes, they were in, they they were at <laughs> college selling drugs in the hallways, and my daughter was like, "I'm not with this, right?" So we were like, "Come back home, leave." And of course, she had to come out of come out of the leave. Right. They did not agree, so what, she's leaving, and they put it on her credit. Well, they misspelled her name. So guess what happened? It came off her credit report. Wow. So it, it, because, of the, because humans make errors, that's what we leverage. Not the fact, and we didn't even have to talk about they were selling drugs in the hallway. No, right. they spelled her name wrong, take it off. So that's why it's so important for our communities to understand that you got to do it the right way, and I promise you, if you do it the right way, it's going to relieve a whole lot of stress, a whole lot of time, and that marathon won't seem so stressful. It won't seem stressful because mm-hmm. you're doing it without having to rehash all the bad things that, that occurred to cause it to be the way it is. You're okay. like just saying, listen, it's spelled wrong. It's, it's wrong. It's inaccurate or whatever. I like it. And it I has like to come I've always loved it before. I loved you always because knowledge is extreme power. I just, I just really love what the knowledge that you have. And I really hope our people really listen because in everything, when I say knowledge from the, um, the government, society, feeding us all this wrong information, our grandparents, our grandparents, parents, parents, and it seems like that um, Afro-Americans are just learning so much these days, 
and these laws. And this is just another powerful tool for people to um, get themselves together. I mean, we got to put you down like the Martin Luther King and all that kind of stuff, you know, Cheryl Anderson, because I'm going to make you famous. And, you know, I've already told you, people hit me all the time about Cheryl Anderson, Cheryl Anderson. So I just really think that it's awesome that um, you are good at what you do and you have knowledge about so many things. And I have two more things, and um, we're going to get out of here. Now, I see also here you can handle um, bankruptcies and foreclosures. So let's start with bankruptcies. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> bankruptcies. Um, you know, I had somebody that, that filed a Chapter 13. They put it on the, on the credit as a Chapter 7 and then duplicated it. So, you know, it's certain, certain things that make you need to stop corrupted. That's You want to save your house. You want to prevent garnishment. You want to, you know, prevent your car from being reposed. That's when people file bankruptcy. And so now it needs to come off. But let me just make this very clear. If anybody has ever filed bankruptcy before, just know that all the items that you put into the bankruptcy doesn't magically disappear from your credit. It mm-hmm. still sits there line by line by line, and it's a note attached that says consumer, uh, consumer, something like consumer added to bankruptcy or consumer filed this in bankruptcy, something like that. It's not removed. So it's still not showing good credit. So the only thing that removes bad negative credit is to have it completely removed. So just like, you know, a criminal record is expunged, you don't see it no more. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when we remove the negative items off the credit. You don't see it anymore. It's gone. And so bankruptcies, I filed bankruptcy. And I tried to buy a house after, and I had to do all this explanation. And so I was just like, let me just stop right here. Soon after that is when I found out about the company, and it just really changed my whole life. But that, all of it, it has to come off. Um, Repossessions come off. Foreclosures, if you had a home before and you lost it like I did, I lost Mm -hmm. my house as a real estate agent in foreclosure. It can come off, and it's going to give you a new lease on life, right? So now all the things that happened to you that was not in your favor, you've learned from it. Now we got to grow. How are we going to grow? Get it off. You ain't got to talk about it no more. You ain't got to explain it. Because, see, if you try to buy a house now with all that stuff on, like a bankruptcy on it, you got to write a, a letter. You got to right. explain. You got to rehash all the things that hurt you back then. Mm-hmm. Just wait, take it off, and then purchase your home, like now almost 70 people have done that through this program with me across the country, and they never had to talk about how they got bad credit. They just went and bought their house after this stuff was gone. So, yeah, all that stuff can be taken off, and I, and I, I want people to look at it for themselves, 1971, the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So we're not talking about anything foreign. We're just talking about what they don't want us to know. Right. I love it. Now, I see you handle trust. You do powers of attorney. Mhm. Yeah. So you know we work hard for what we what we accumulate. We we don't uh-huh. want anybody to just come and take it in the event of our passing, right? Mm-hmm. So what what our and another thing our communities don't have are wills and trusts. The will right. and trust is going to direct and protect your estate. So just like when Prince passed away, he didn't have that. So right. now. 
all his intellectual property is gone back to the company, like not to his family, mm-hmm. right? And so you got to be able to put these things in writing. Even your minor children need to be put in a will because when you pass away, nobody should determine who goes where, what goes to who. Put it in writing so the financial and medical power of attorney is included with our suite of products. Um, it's no extra. You can amend it at any time for a divorce, a marriage, a new baby. Always be able to amend it. And if you, all you do is go get it um, notarized and keep it. And now, you now, can notarize, now you notarize stuff as well? I don't notarize myself, but, you know, people can go to their bank, you know, several places across okay. the country. I just thought you did it all. That's why I asked. <laughs> my actually my daughter notarizes. <laughs> okay. But I don't. I don't. Right, right. Um, yeah. But you want to have those things in place because death is just not reserved for the old and the sick anymore. We're in a really bad pandemic. We're in social unrest. So we want to make sure that now more than ever we have those things in place so that nothing um gets put in the hands of somebody that you didn't want. Right. Totally understand. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. If you don't understand knowledge, let me explain something to you what I do. My job is to give you the information. It's up to you how you process it. Mr. Anderson, can you please give them your website again? Can you give them the information so that they can follow you, learn this business? We'll be doing Michelle Anderson on this show, ladies and at least once a month or twice a month, depending on what's going on. Um, we'll be advertising our at least every day or every other day on my Instagram at um, TK underscore Kirkland because I've always believed in her, and I just think this is just a great tool to better our people. So give me your information one more time, please. Thank you so much, TK. I just want to just say to you that I greatly appreciate you. Um, I appreciate the fact that you go into the community, and although you are so funny, you make it make sense for people, and I, I appreciate you, and I'm honored to call you friend um, and have you to, you know, support the things that we're doing. Um, so I am on Instagram now. The one that you mentioned before was hacked. So yeah. I am Platinum Wealth Consultant on Instagram. Okay. Platinum Wealth Consultant, no spaces or anything, on Instagram. And on Facebook, it's just my name, Sherelle, S-H-E-R-R-E-L-L Anderson. And that's also my website, SherelleAnderson.com. You can see my background on there. You can set appointments on there. You can get started, whether it's credit or being a part of the, the company on there. You can get your credit, I'm sorry, your or credit, your rent is on there. So many great things is on my website. You can go straight there and um, find out anything you want to know. Also, uh, my number is 470-777-2017. You can find, if you forget any of those, uh, just remember my name. And you can find me at any anywhere. Even LinkedIn is just my name, Sherelle Anderson. Appreciate you. We'll be talking soon. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkland Show. Make sure you stay tuned for my upcoming book that's coming out and my new show that's coming out next month in Detroit, Michigan. I'll give you guys the days going to be outside, so we're going to do wear our masks and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be something huge. Um, I can't wait to announce it. It should be um, next week. 
Other than that, enjoy your week. May God bless you and keep your distance. T.K. Kirkland, Cheryl Anderson. Make sure you follow T.K. Kirkland on Instagram at T.K. underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the T.K. Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.